Warning, the following program contains adult language, adult themes, and spoilers. Viewer discretion is advised. Good evening and welcome to this week's episode of This Week's Episode. I am your host, Evan Goldstein, and with me as always is the heavenly Karen Randazzo. Holy motherforking shirtballs. And the devilishly handsome Chris Randazzo. He who smelt it murdered Janet. (laughs) 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 We here on this week's episode talk television. Uh, (laughs) This week, Chris shows uh the good place season one episodes 12 and 13 um (laughs) the titles were mindy saint Clair and michael's gambit these two aired back to back and they just happened so secondary spoiler warning we're gonna spoil the shit out of this show chris hi thank you you're welcome thank you um for being able to catch up on just a single season and get like like so much entertainment so entertaining so so good see that right there that's why i picked this show this week because it is freakishly good <laughs> it is when when they they announced it and you, know, you saw the premise you saw the trailer from you know i had never seen and Rec and any of anything about this up until the point in time you said we are watching this, I had to actually go, okay, I have to find out what this show is. Hmm. Never heard of it. Well, I mean, I remember seeing the the promos and stuff for it and thinking, all right, I like Kristen Bell, I like Ted Danson, this, I like Parks and Rec. This seems like a pretty funny concept. And, you know, first episode in, you're like, yeah, I can see where this is going. I see once they get their, once they get their feet under their characters that this could be something really cool. But... Besides being legitimately hilarious, like <laughs> really, really funny, they built a a crazy narrative here. Like it's kind of this it's it, far more plot driven than I expect it's less sitcom and more storytelling than I expected. Yeah, and, I wouldn't actually call this a sitcom. Oh, I wouldn't either. It it is a continuing narrative. It's it's kind of a sci-fi comedy really i mean not sci-fi right fantasy is that what you would where would you fit this i mean it's like i don't don't know well all right so like supernatural more than sci-fi yeah it's a supernatural Supernatural. comedy yeah i like that i mean just to just to catch the people up who may have not seen this or whatnot uh kirsten bell dies and goes to the afterlife and the theory of the afterlife is that there are two places the good place and the bad place. Kristen Bell, her character Eleanor she- Eleanor Shellstrop, has ended up in the good place. Apparently, accidentally, she's meant to be in the bad place, and because she's a terrible person, she's a horrible person. <laughs> <laughs> and I think just about every episode, we got to see how horrible of a person she is, which was awesome. Those were some of my favorite points. Um, I really got um, into <laughs> as well, I found ways to work into my life the phrase 
do you have a second to eat my farts? <laughs> like all the time. I did like what it's she such called a perfectly <laughs> crafted response. She's uh, she's leaving the supermarket and the guy's asking, you know, if she wants to help the environment. She's like, I got no time. Well, humper. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so now I had the joy of watching this pretty much straight through. I didn't have to wait week to week. And this ending, I'm going to be real honest, I did not see coming. Oh, God, me neither. Absolutely not. It was fantastic. <laughs> and that, To get that kind of a plot twist from a half-hour comedy, oh, boy. And the reveal. Okay, the reveal was two parts because you have her figuring it out and then Ted Danson or confirming it. Michael, his response to that literally sent chills down my back. That laugh <laughs> that came out of his mouth was the most maniacal thing I had ever heard. And then for him to stomp around, flop into the chair, and push over the plant, like... <laughs> like <laughs> it was, that was fantastic. Everything I mean, look, about which... the character of Michael is just really well done. Like, he's he's not a human being, and you can tell it. Yeah. In his performance. I'm sorry, I cut you off. You were going to say? It's fine. I I wanted to talk about what the actual reveal was. So the whole time you're watching this season is it's the good place. They're in the good place, and there's really genuinely good people trying to uh, just live out life in paradise. What was it? Thousands of frozen yogurt, you know, flavors? Yeah. Like, that's – it's supposed to be paradise. Exactly. And the whole time, this character, Michael, played by Ted Danson, is like the architect of this town, and he's trying to figure out why things keep going wrong, and you know it's because of uh, Kristen Bell's character, and then later you find out there's, yes, it's Eleanor, and then you find out that this other guy, who's supposed to be John Yu, (laughs) is actually Jason, Jason, and he's he's a DJ, he's this complete... (laughs) idiot and wait hold on when the when the uh the judge is like well i haven't seen anything about jason oh wait he's from florida yeah he deserves to be in the bad place <laughs> oh god so the whole Sorry, time florida. the whole time that's the pretense of this show and then all of a sudden in the season finale you find out that they've been in the bad place the whole time, and it's really just these four main characters that are have been pitted in this world to drive each other crazy as their hell for eternity. And, and it was com- genius. Completely viable and believable because they did a few little flashybacks, like when, you know, throwing away the book and this and that. And, like, if you sat back, you went, yes. Absolutely. This makes mm-hmm. total and complete sense. The clowns alone should have been... <laughs> this is the, the saddest day of my life. And the clown door closes. <laughs> oh, my goodness. It was a completely viable and totally unforeseen twist. I was so blindsided by it. I uh, I was actually trying to figure out what the twist was going to be because it was, let's say, half spoiled by social media because I kept seeing people were talking about, holy crap, did you see the twist ending of The Good Place? And I was like, oh, man, twist ending? Tw- what? 
What, what could twist? it be? <laughs> what does that mean? And I, I, just, yeah, I was blown away. I was really blown away by this show f- almost from the get-go. Like, I was really happy to have it. And as it went on, we'd finish an episode, and I'd be like, I really want to watch one more. Like, I really want to watch one more. I want to know what happens next. And I so didn't expect to have that I can't wait to find out what happens next feeling out of this show. And... I want to I, not to spoil later in our show, but I, we, one of the stories is that it got renewed for a second season, and I'm oh. so happy because God help me if this show didn't get renewed and we didn't get to find out what happened next. Well, I, that I mean, it couldn't have been any more of a cliffhanger of an ending, because yes, granted, we did get the the twist ending, which in itself for a, a show is satisfying, but. Mm-hmm. The way that, like the the you know the the end cap of the show was the next the very very beginning of the next season, and yeah. I didn't know this was not renewed, and apparently, well, we'll talk about it later on. In, in the oh, they haven't section. really done much renewing yet, right? I well, mean, it but, CW went renewal crazy again, again this year, and that's pretty much it. Nobody's really messed around with much renewals yet, I don't think. But the, the fact that throughout the entirety of the season they they did a really good job of solidifying the main the original main idea the fact that there was a devil like character the fact that they threw in another eleanor to to throw you off the the trail the the, the real eleanor and fake eleanor <laughs> i really appreciate you not calling me fake eleanor um the middle place like they truly led us on this path that you could believe that yeah she should be in hell maybe not hell and like and the smile and the laughter when ted says ah you got me that and the fact that like it was believable that they would all like yeah it's an awful lot of stuff to go through just to torture these people but they built up the fact that the everyone was bored by doing it the same way mm-hmm. and he had this great idea to torture people like that's the thing it's like i don't know if you would even consider him necessarily evil he is an entity that is doing his job and trying to find the best way to do his job and his job is to torture people for eternity in the bad place <laughs> And he came up with a really creative way to do that differently. And he got everybody involved and they all got to have fun and play their parts. Like, <laughs> it's such an interesting the little thing to look at because it's not like he's a clear cut villain per se. But yeah. I mean, he kind of is because he is essentially evil, but he's like not you know, maniacal evil or something like that. He doesn't have a plot to ruin the world. He's just trying to do his job better. He's just trying to be better at his job. Like, he was legitimately happy when they finally moved him up to being an architect. It was so neat to watch that that character progress and then find out that his motivations are so totally different than you thought they were, but they still make complete sense. It's it's great. The show's brilliant. And they and they sort yeah, of they flipped everything on its head, and it all still made sense. Mm-hmm. Like all the you know when you found out that all the four main characters were actually in hell, and like it dawned on each one of them like why they were in hell. <laughs> you got to fuck. like pick up on one little piece that was mentioned previously in the season somewhere of oh I'm here because I you know tortured everybody with my whatever ethical decisions 
each little reasoning that they put in for it to actually be that they're in hell was placed in earlier, but it wasn't like super obvious. Like, well done, show. Mm-hmm. Hey, other shows, watch this show and pay attention <laughs> to how not to like telegraph big reveals so you can actually surprise your audience. Like Tahani's thing with uh, the fact that her motives weren't pure, that never even occurred to me while I was watching her flashback story like two or three episodes back. Oh, and because it, it seemed, she seemed justified. Like she wasn't, she didn't seem like she was coming from a bad place. It didn't seem to me like she was coming from a bad place. But then once they mentioned it on the show, it's like, uh, you're right. Her motives were completely impure. They mm-hmm. were selfish. Same thing and, for, and it's not so much impure, you know, ethics, whatnot, but Chidi did just ruin people's time constantly with his indecision. Like we were, sh- we were shown all the cards and, the show just took all the cards and put them in a, the proper order at the end, and you went, oh, shit, yeah, that does make sense. <laughs> mm-hmm. I get it. Mm-hmm. I, I do like it when they finally revealed that it, it was the bad place, and they sort of jumped back in time to just, like, just affirm everything. Like, the, the, the couple from, like, episode two. The, oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I remember them, yeah. <laughs> you guys are marriage counselors. <laughs> <laughs> it... I like also that they seem to have a plan for where they're going. Like they, yeah. you know, they once we revealed that we're actually in the bad place, then the the plan was to reset. And I don't know. We'll see how long the show goes and how where they end up going with the premise. But because it could get tiresome. But for now, I think it's really interesting that they're going to reset and set this this gambit up again. But this time, the audience knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And to an ex- and the note that Eleanor left to herself, I thought was really interesting. Like, I mean, can we just talk about how amazing Janet is for a moment? Okay, I was actually <laughs> going to say that she was like, the, uh, you know, there you got a very yeah, let's say three, maybe four famous actors in here. You got Adam Scott, Ted Danson, Kristen Bell. Everybody else you may have seen otherwise, but those are the three people that you would recognize: Janet, uh, Darcy Carden was standout performance in every episode. And she was the driest <laughs> character on the screen. Genius. And it's Absolutely real funny because we're watching S.H.I.E.L.D. right now. Like we were starting to catch up on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and they're doing this L- whole LMD thing. Mm-hmm. And the whole time I'm watching the the, the <laughs> life model decoy. And the woman on the show is great. She's great. But I'm like, I wish Janet were here. <laughs> that would make this episode great. Janet's little asides. Like sh- people would be talking and she just... It's not so much blurting, but she just corrects people without being overt about it. Like, <laughs> I'm not human. I'm not a robot. <laughs> or, that's not possible. <laughs> I don't eat. Simple little <laughs> things like that. <laughs> that was not sex. <laughs> <laughs> no. And then the an, antithesis an of that. Attached to... Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> her, her bad Janet character oh my God. showed the complete opposite of what... She can do. <laughs> yes, absolute range. Nailed it. I'm like, come on. This is too good. Uh, but you were saying, Kat. Uh, just uh, connected to the genius of Janet, as I actually think the guy who plays Jason slash John Yu is an absolute genius. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he pulls that off. 
<laughs> flawlessly. I feel that like takes he a is lot that of stupid, skill though. to play that dumb. <laughs> yeah, it does. I also love that his friend is like his his from um, his criminal other, buddy other on space Earth <laughs> is on other space and i believe crazy ex-girlfriend as well yes. Yes. like he was the I, the store owner from the electronics place or yeah. the manager yes. yeah that's right <laughs> he got locked in a safe and suffocated <laughs> with a snorkel and now he realizes why that didn't work <laughs> I'm sorry. They really did come up with some really um, excellent uh, the causes of death, not only you know for the character, but also to explain why there are so many young, good-looking people here. Did they ever say how Tahani died? You know, I don't think they have given that so. way okay. yet. Because yeah. yeah, I know Chidi got crushed by a air conditioner. Mm-hmm. Eleanor got run over by runaway shopping carts. And uh, Jason suffocated. <laughs> suffocated is safe. safe. To to get back to the point that I was making before the Janet segue, though, <laughs> Sorry. the note that uh, Eleanor left for herself, I thought was really interesting. That of all the things she could write to to get herself to know that something was wrong, she wrote "find Cheaty." And I, you don't like. That makes the most sense to me, because the he act uh, um, Michael actually states the f- fatal flaw was bringing them together. Yes. So she is, and then he says, "I'm just going to separate you." So th- the fastest way to get this train a moving again is mm-hmm. to get those two back together. Granted, they're not in the uh, what? What are they supposed to be? Soulmates. I really love working out. Can I go work out right now? Come on. <laughs> the it, they're not yeah, in the I'm soulmate okay if role. That guy stays on the show. <laughs> he had weird eyebrows. You're welcome. You'll see it now forever. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I don't think she'll be I'm looking, not at, looking his at his eyebrows, eyebrows. Thank but you. she will now. <laughs> the the reset with the, you know the new Janet and the the, the passing of. Like, that is possibly the only thing. Like, she couldn't write out a diatribe of any sort to pass off to herself because it would make absolute... Like, just saying Chidi, she's, she has, she doesn't know who that is or what that is. Or what that is, yeah. So, it's it had to be something relatively simple and straightforward. I'm just kind of shocked that they actually brought it so quickly in. Like I thought they might have waited till the beginning of season two. You know, oh, well, again, like that's that's the good kind of cliffhanger because that's not dicking us around with. Oh, what did she write on the piece of paper? Ooh, ooh, ooh. That's like that's not a cheap trick. That's just like no, we have a plan. We know where we're going. Mm-hmm. That is that is co- a confident cliffhanger, and I. I, I applaud them. so appreciate that. Yeah. You hear that, Walking Dead people? <laughs> this is how you do this stuff. Oh. No dangle a carrot in front of us. <laughs> I'm actually looking at the IMDb listing of the character, the cast, and uh, Tia Sirkar is actually labeled the real Eleanor, which I find funny. <laughs> <laughs> 
it, her when, when she dropped when she broke character when they told her you know the jig was up that was fa- <laughs> fantastic you know what suck it <laughs> she was good everybody there was not there there really isn't we're gonna say the same thing there really yeah. isn't a bad actor on the show <laughs> no yeah every single character every single performance I mean, I can't think of anything I didn't like about this show, other than the fact that there's not more of it right now. It's, <laughs> It was fan-freaking-tastic, and I cannot possibly recommend this enough. If you are listening to this show, and you care even the slightest for our taste in TV, you must watch this show. It's so freaking good. And then go watch Other Space. Actually, no, watch Other Space first, because Other Space is great, but it's not as good as this show. And I don't want you to, you know, spoil yourself. <laughs> well, I mean, yet again, Chris, thank you. This just ended, so it's going to be a while before it comes back. But as we'll we'll mention later on in the news, it is. So that's good. Rest assured. That's good. Um, that's really, I, I, got, I can't, I don't think we could say anything more or better about this. It is really good. Like, surprisingly good. Just watch it. Enjoy it. And you really don't get a lot of good half-hour comedies anymore. No. They're, you know. This is one of the, and this show is, like, really well paced. So, like, standard. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like it. Uh, No, absolutely not. I would agree with that. The, the, the. You know, you're watching a half-hour show. It's not 30 minutes. It's 22. And if you're watching it without commercials, if you're not watching it on network television or you're watching a Hulu or whatnot, 22 minutes has the ability to go really quickly. I never felt that with this show. Like, granted, I hit one after another after another and then realized, oh, fuck, it's a quarter to 12. I got to go to work tomorrow type of thing. (laughs) But it was not like I didn't... It wasn't that I didn't get enough in an episode. It's that I just wanted more i wanted another episode and that shows that the pacing of the show something happened in every episode there were no filler episodes that's a really really great way of saying that it's never it's i i agree with that sentiment completely there was never a point where i felt like i didn't get enough like i didn't want more because they didn't give me enough i I just wanted more because it was good. good that was that's well done yeah i mean very I'm trying to think if they're outside of the main story arc, very little of it carried from episode to episode. I mean, there was a there was an episode where there was a a, a pit. I think that went from one episode to the other to the next. But outside of that, every episode was sort of independent of itself. Like something screwy happens at the beginning, mayhem and sort of resolution that led to the next episode. And it being sort of self-contained like that made the show much more digestible and, and easier to watch and much more enjoyable. Like, I hate watching one episode and going, oh, fuck, I need to know how this ends or transpires in the next episode. That's that's the wrong reason for me to want to watch an episode again, another episode. So, kudos. I also think that they did a really good job of building this world and, like, establishing the rules and everything... You know, everything that happened totally made sense within the world. Like the way, you know, everybody's sense of paradise, like Mm -hmm. this paradise that they came up with, (laughs) the way it worked was 
perfect. Of course, there would be a Janet that would just, you know, get whatever you want. And there was an episode. I, where I just she really like the world that they created. <laughs> the episode in which Janet gets murdered, and then the screens pop up all over town. I have been murdered. I see, like. There were ridiculous things that happened in this show. At one, one episode, people were flying. Like, that wasn't presented as a norm. That was presented like, hey, this is paradise. Guess what you get to do? Like, that is cool. That makes sense in a heaven-like place. Then, on the opposite end of that spectrum, when the bad place comes to sort of collect Eleanor and Adam Scott or uh, Trevor, like... He wasn't evil. He was just a giant douchebag, which, yeah, like that makes sense. Which is the worst for <laughs> you know, for I guess the the type of audience they're trying to attract. Yeah, that's exactly what hell would be full of douchebags like that. Here, please put on your fedora in preparation for your journey to the bad place. It's like encapsulates perfectly what I mean about them just really hitting the nail on the head as far as. Getting the world right, and I, I will, I will go. And it was a very, um, I feel like it was a very secular sort of view of of the afterlife too. Like mm-hmm. they could have gotten tripped up on a lot of different religious things, or like, oh, you know, they 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 didn't really even bother with anything religious. They were just like the only thing that uh, they mentioned religion wise was about, at the very beginning when she actually asks, "Well, right. who got it right?" And he went, "Well." Steve got like 98% right when he was on a bender. <laughs> I forgot about that joke. And the key and to that joke on his wall. Was he had a framed picture of Steve. I don't know if it was Steve, but let's call him Steve. That picture was in his office every time we went into to Michael's office. Like that's consistency. I like that. It Yeah. It, and th- like they didn't they didn't go for like, oh, you know, not this religion got it right or that religion right or every religion got it right and tried to like pack every religion's idea of heaven into one thing they just they just made up their own thing that had nothing to do with anything so that nobody could get mad at mm-hmm. it a willy walker's chocolate factory version of heaven like there were no wants yeah. there were no well if you weren't in the situation that eleanor and she was in there were no needs there were no wants you just like everybody got a house. Oddly enough, Eleanor's was the smallest and the weirdest. Everybody else had mansions, <laughs> like, and she consistently made comment about that. It was, it's a great, it's a great layout for for the story to progress. They're not bagging themselves down with outside situations like religion or politics or whatnot. It was just a lot of fun. Really, really good time. So, Yay. <laughs> on that note, look at that. It was like 22 minutes. Exact length of an episode. Watch this show, please, because I want it to come back again and again and again. And then right before it gets bad, it can end. But up until that point, I want the show to keep coming back. All right. Um, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we got, we got a bunch of news to talk about. Stay tuned. If there are two things Dan knows, they're video games and beer, which is why he writes bits and brews in which he matches a classic video game with the perfect beer to drink while playing it. For 2017, Dan has decided to spotlight beers from his home state of New Jersey and his parents. 
So what Garden State brew pairs best with a raunchy classic for Nintendo 64? Find out in Bits and Brews, Dark City Bond Street Brownie, and Conquer's Bad Fur Day. Oh, crap. I just gave it away. Um, just, just read it anyway. Dan also claims to be an authority on all things wrestling. For this week's Why Love Wrestling, he made some predictions for this year's Royal Rumble. Since that event has now come and gone, you can challenge Dan's wrestling knowledge prowess without getting into a steel cage match with him. Just click on over to Why Love Wrestling Royal Rumble 2017 predictions to find out how he did. Our home automation geek, Gabby, has discovered the addictive fun that is Stardew Valley. Some of the available in-game automation options inspired her to write about some neat home automation gadgets, several of which I'd like to have in my own home. A fridge that can tell you what to make based on its contents? Genius. Read more about it in Automating a Virtual Home, located in the Think Tank. Our spoilers series of TV recaps is back as GeekAid's newest writer, Michelle, takes a look at Netflix's A Series of Unfortunate Events. How does Neil Patrick Harris fare as Count Olaf? How do the adventures of the Baudelaire orphans translate from the books to the small screen? Learn the answers to these questions and more in a series of unfortunate spoilers, The Bad Beginning. You can catch all this great stuff plus tons of other articles, videos, podcasts, and more right now at geekade.com. Chris. Yo. It's time for something. It's, is it time for the Dragon Ball Super 60 second summary? I think so. Oh, wait. That just, that was bad. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Boo. <laughs> All right, sir. 60 seconds on the clock. And do, do, do. Here we go. One minute. Okay, when we last left everybody, Krillin and Goku were in the middle of the woods and all those crazy villains from the past were showing up and Krillin was freaking the F out because Tambourine was there and Tambourine was the dude that killed her when he was a little kid. So Goku obviously starts beating up everybody and Krillin is freaking the heck out so he runs away. Goku figures out the whole secret of the island is that in order to stop these guys from showing up because they keep getting bigger and bigger, you have to suppress your key and not use any of your energy. Krillin hasn't figured this out yet because he's all freaking out somewhere else. When Goku decides he has to go find Krillin because he needs to tell him a secret but he can't fly because he flies, he uses a key, so he calls back the uh, flying Nimbus, and then he gets caught by a dragon because Piccolo, uh, not Piccolo, uh, uh, Krillin is over there, and he's making all the monsters appear, and this big stupid dragon shows up and, and kidnap captures uh, Goku and the flying Nimbus, and if Goku powered up, he'd kill the flying Nimbus, and Krillin figures the whole thing out, makes everything go away, and then Goku and uh, Krillin find all the magic weeds, bring them back over to Master Roshi, who is super proud of them for figuring the whole thing out, and Krillin's wife loves him, and Krillin's daughter is adorable, and that's it. Wow, I think you, 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 you dragged that out. <laughs> Feel like you stretched that a bit. I really didn't. I kind of forgot where I was going. Like at a certain point, I'm thinking to myself, "What details do I have to leave out?" <laughs> I have this much time left. I can't say it all. Thank you so much, sir. You're welcome. And we're back. Thank you so much for checking out our commercials and the Dragon Ball recap that Chris loves to do. Let's talk news. Um, let's just work right down this list. Uh, are we? Are you caught up on Agents of Shield? Because I know I'm not. 
almost. We're we're three episodes three behind. behind. We watched two of them last night. Okay. Well, Patton Oswalt. Here's the thing with Agents of <laughs> Shield right now. It's really freaking good, but for some reason, I never want to start watching it. <laughs> just like not- I always think. Yeah, I don't feel like watching Agents of Shield. And then when I'm watching, I'm like. This is really freaking good. I want to know what happened. To- this is good. It's good. <laughs> but then, like, when I'm not watching, I was like, eh, I don't know. You don't I miss don't it when you're I'm not okay. watching it? Is that it? Yeah, and I don't know why. Because when we're watching it, it's like, man, this this show's really good. It's it's really on point right now. Interesting. I mean, I... Man, they, they dropped the whole... We were all right, so like we're like three behind, and they just dropped the whole like Ghost Rider thing. Okay. Uh, they they kind of finished off the Robbie Reyes story. Okay, and um, Coulson's talking to uh, Sky or whatever the Daisy, whatever hell her name is now, <laughs> and uh, she's just like, I don't know. It's, it's sad that he's gone, and and Coulson's like, I don't know. We'll probably see him again. And she was like, well, What makes you say that? He's like, Well, that's what happened with the last Ghost Rider. She's like, What? <laughs> oh, what? what, what? <laughs> so they just like flat out confirmed. Oh yeah, other Ghost Riders have been around. <laughs> no worries. Johnny Blaze is out there somewhere. Oh, God, oh my, that would be awesome. Um, but this news article is about Patton showing up again as the twins. Uh, Patton, I like his character on that show. He, I like Patton Oswalt. I just do. He's funny. Um, so, yeah, Patton Oswalt back on Agents of Shield. Mm-hmm. Uh, Did you guys watch the promo? No. No, I in didn't. In this article, it's great. <laughs> it's really great. I'm really looking forward to catching up and getting to this episode. Okay. All right. I'm sure a bunch of them are on my uh, DVR, as I explained. I ignore my DVR until I'm bored. Um, all right. So the next story is the first of the year's celebrity deaths that, that really actually resonated with me. Uh, I saw a bunch of posts on Facebook about others like really stretching the term celebrity but um mary tyler moore has passed away at the age of 80 now i knew a couple of things about mary tyler moore but in this article she was really important to females in in the television industry and you know in society in general like really big buckets of wind for this woman um Mm mm-hmm like the, the the thing that stood out most to me reading this article is during her time on the Dick Van Dyke show, she took huge strides in like the women's movement because like simple little things like she wore capris as opposed to the dress and heels type of thing because that was the mm-hmm. standard. Um, she got to play the comedic lead to. Dick Van Dyke's straight man every once in a while. Dick Van Dyke was lot, lots of slapsticky stuff, but she, like, it, it's impressive what she did for television and for women in television. It's it's sad to see her go. Um, yeah. I was just reading details. Married for 33 years. It's a shame. I haven't actually looked at our whole list. Is the other big celebrity death on here? Uh, I don't think so. Oh, well, John Hurt. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah. That was another one. I think we're just noticing them more now because of social media. And, as I said to someone at work, it's that time. Like, these people have been around for a long time. It has nothing to do with 2016 or 2017. 
she's she was 80 i don't how old john was was john hurt on the younger side 70 something yeah. it is 70 okay. 77 i want to say so it's it's time it's a shame and unfortunately the tv stars of now that are are supposed to be filling these voids are like shitty reality stars which really upsets me um <laughs> sigh all right um <laughs> netflix is out there spending money again and i don't know how i feel about this because i know i've seen the show i saw the original but i don't know if it should be rebooted um netflix is bringing back queer eye for the straight guy back to back to life i think it was I those five just... guys that did make like they were the ones that made the show like you know what i'm saying not they actually yeah. m- physically made the show. Like, those were the reasons to watch. I don't know. Um, I t- who is clamoring for this? Nobody. Nobody. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, it was if a huge bring back anything like this. You got to bring back the the Stacy and Clinton. Uh, was it a uh, what not to what wear. not to wear? Like <laughs> that show was infinitely entertaining. I mean, nothing against Queer Eye, but I feel like it ran its course. What not to wear was a better show. Yeah. I will say that these guys are all very nice. I, you know, by one very limited actual credit in the television industry is that I worked on a couple of episodes of Queer Eye. So I have had a chance to meet all the Queer Eye guys. um, And I even got to drive one of them around Long Island. Um, Tom, he was very, very nice. I also like Ted. Carson is exactly who you think he is in person. Yeah, you just said three um, names. I I can't pick them out in the lineup of the imagery here. So. Okay, but well, that's good to hear if, that they're nice. It, like, yeah, they're all perfectly nice guys, and I don't know whether they're going to have anything to do with the new show. Um, I thought somewhere in this article, I think article it said in here somewhere they might like pop pop up, but they're looking for like a new based cast. Yeah, they're looking to recast everyone, but. The originals may pop in every once in a while, which is, that's nice. I don't know. I just don't understand why they're bringing certain things back and not others. But I did read a really good uh, analysis from a guy at NPR um, who was saying that, like, first of all, you shouldn't do this. (laughs) But second of all, if you're going to do this, like, do it in a better way, like, the original Queer Eye is really kind of insubstantial fluff. Like, it was inoffensive, and it didn't bother anybody. It wasn't, like, super annoying reality TV. Mm-hmm. But it also didn't really, like, make any sort of impression. It sort of, as soon as you consumed it, it was gone out of your head. And right. that there's an opportunity to kind of do, do more to, you know, just, you know, not buy a straight guy a new pair of khakis and a polo shirt and like you know teach him to iron or whatever like but like to really you know really actually improve people's lives and to also um make a more accurate portrayal of uh of lgbtq folks well, I because it there there they were not necessarily stereotypes, but they were not also like 
fully fleshed out people. Oh, well, yes, they were not fully fleshed out, but they, how do I, they like, they they ran the gambit of of personalities. They had the ultra flamboyant, Mm -hmm. they had the tomboyish, like, they covered every aspect of the male, the, the gay male, which there was something in there for everyone of that community and it won a lot of awards in that in that community that is true so it was doing i i i understand it was groundbreaking at its time too i understand why they're you know bringing it back i just don't get it (laughs) i don't know how else to say that but more Uh, all i have to say is if they're gonna do it do it better do it gooder um, more LGBTQ more news. Um, I loved. I loved this article. Su- Supergirl shuts down woman who complained about explaining homosexuality to her children. Um, those that are watching Supergirl know that her sister is was has come out as gay, which is great. She seems happy. I like that. Um, but apparently, a woman tweeted to you know supergirl on cw please tone down the homosexual message messages used to watch this with my daughters now i have to explain to a seven and ten year old thanks and i don't know if this is a new trend but with the twitter the twitter retort if you will like People standing or, or like whether it's a, an industry or a store or standing up for themselves like the Wendy's Twitter account is amazing. But Supergirl's Twitter account responded with good. Explain to them that love is love and it's beautiful no matter where you find it and who you find it with. That's that- yeah, like what is there to explain to a kid? Like, I, I, don't, I don't know. Well, it's it's the parents hang up. That's what they have to explain. Yeah. Not the the child's, you know, impression of it. It's the hang-up that the parent has. And that's a shame. So, but, hey, good on Supergirl and their, 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 their behind-the-scenes Twitter account user. That's the way to stand up. I don't, I think they hashtagged it wrong, though. Are they, is it supposed to be Sanfers? That's the couple name for. Oh, but her last name Danvers is Danvers. And whoever the girl is. <laughs> right, just but the Jane. girl is Maggie something. What if with an Sawyer, S? Sawyer, isn't it? Isn't it Sawyer? I feel like it's yeah, Sawyer. Yeah, there you go. So oh, that's not Sanvers. That, that's not fair to Sawyer though. That she needs more letters than that. I get it now though. Uh, that's the proper response. <laughs> that's your problem. <laughs> yeah, it's not balanced. <laughs> it's not Brangelina. <laughs> um. Or Philium H. Muffman. <laughs> Best celebrity couple name ever. <laughs> uh, good on them. Stand up for what you're doing. You're doing. You're doing the right thing. Um, this next one. This made me laugh because it is goddamn genius. I'm not very familiar with Samantha B. I've seen a couple of like short videos on the internets. Never watched her show full through. Uh, but she is a comedian. Um, and. She, I know she has a a show, but she is. She used to be a Daily Show correspondent. It was, a, it was now like other previous Daily Show correspondents has her own. She has a nightly Daily Show, show essentially. Yeah. So uh, she is going to host 
the rival White House Correspondents' Dinner. And I think they were going to call it Not the White House Correspondents' Dinner. Correspondents' Dinner is, you know, famously known for bringing in a comedian, make people uncomfortable, that awkward laughter, and we have no idea. It's a good-natured roast of the president. Absolutely. Most of the time, it's a good-natured roast. It's meant to be that. Uh, there is no such thing as a good-natured roast of this current president. So I also believe that he's immune to roasting because he spends so much time tanning. <laughs> I see what you did there. He's already roasted. Um, I am interested to see what, what, what this is or what this could possibly be. I have a feeling I will enjoy it. I don't think they're going to do a correspondence dinner. And if they do, it's not going to be the norm, which is a shame because... That was those were mostly good fun and entertaining. I kinda I kinda hope they do do one just so this event will pull focus from that and that'll make the uh the other the one establishment. The, the official one just look bad. Well, I think Except that they won't because they'll just claim that they had the best ratings of all time and it was clearly the best one that there's ever been. <laughs> Biggest audience ever. Woo who, um, okay. Let's uh, let's talk about the SAG Awards, the the winners, and and I I'm looking through this list. I don't find anything that's that's surprising. Most of it makes sense to me. The winners: uh, Brian Cranston, Sarah Paulson, John Lithgow. I mean, come on now. Um, Claire Foy. It's just. There's there's good actors and there are good shows and it's nice to see that they're winning. Is there is there any What I thought that was interesting about the winners for this is that uh the SAG awards are chosen by people who belong to the Screen Actors Guild. Mm-hmm. So the this this the winners reflect what the people who are actually doing the craft of acting appreciate mm-hmm. like what they think is good and it's interesting to me to see that what they think is good is also coincidentally what i think is good <laughs> says a little bit of something about you karen <laughs> well i think all of us all you know all three of us like most of the, sh- the most of the shows and most of the performances uh i also thought it was interesting they have a category for outstanding action performance by a stunt ensemble in a television series which was won by Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. But the other contenders were Daredevil, Luke Cage, Walking Dead, and Westworld. And I've seen all of those except Westworld. And I find it interesting that Game of Thrones beat out two superhero shows in the category of stunts. Well, I... I, hmm, I don't, uh, well, no, that was uh, the, the, um, the battle scene. That was a big... Wasn't that this season? The, the, yeah, that's true. That was humongous. Like, I, I, I can was, understand that. It was epic. Uh, have you not? Have neither? You haven't seen Westworld yet? Not yet. No, oh my goodness. Sorry. Gracious. Okay. Yeah. Don't you, email me. Okay. <laughs> You're gonna have to watch that. <laughs> uh, on our list of things to do. Okay. Good enough. Um, I do like the fact that the Lifetime Achievement Award went to Lily Tomlin. I, she deserves it. Yeah. Also, I we are not going to get political here, but if you would like to, you should look up some of the acceptance speeches because they are awesome. In particular, David Harbour expect, uh, accepting for the cast of Stranger Things was a fantastic speech. 
which led to some of the best memes of Winona Ryder ever. This is also true. <laughs> All right. Um, so, so, some. Let's just quickly chat about some upcoming television. Um, Supergirl. They're going to be doing the White Martian storyline, which is is sort of a comic book thing. I don't know if they're going to stick with it, but her and the Martian Manhunter are going to join up and and fight the White Martians, which is cool because I like John Jones. I like the Martian Manhunter. Um, I do also, we got a little more information about Stranger Things for season two. Now, not much of this is brandy new. I'm trying to think if there's the only thing that they didn't confirm was, um, oh crap, I forgot. What's the, the friend's name who also got taken to Barb. the Barb? They're saying that she is gone. And I thought I heard was it? Why do I feel? I was pretty sure that the showrunners themselves have said definitively on many many occasions, Barb is freaking dead. Oh. And in fact, they had to tone down her death scene because they wanted to drive home the point that she was dead, like a little too hard during the show. <laughs> <laughs> Barb is dead. Okay, good enough. Apparently, in this upcoming season, due to the fact Barb was completely forgotten in last season, um. It's apparently going to be a little bit bigger of a deal, but the entire uh, youth cast is coming back, plus a couple. Um, we're getting a new romance for Winona's character, <laughs> a hobbit. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and uh, Sean Austin is coming as the the new boyfriend, and Paul Reiser is apparently going to be the, the baddie. Or the alleged baddie. Which I think is great casting. I think so as well. Paul Reiser is oddly creepy. But I do like the fact that... I also... Go ahead. I like the fact that all the kids are coming back and they're putting it just one year in the future. Which is exactly yeah, what time it actually jump is. I was, is what I was going to say. I think that's a great idea for this show to just, you know, not necessarily pick up exactly where we left off. I think... The show resolved itself enough mm -hmm. that we don't need to, like, see exactly what happened next. Yeah, it, it makes sense. And the, the thing with, like, uh, it, this is mainly a child cast. Kids grow up fast. And it's mm -hmm. weird when they try to make it like, oh, well, that happened last week. But obviously this child has grown up. I don't like that. Give it some time. Let, let, let the story breathe so that, we like, the kids can grow up type of thing. And it's not just weird. Uh, exactly. Yeah, I when seeing those kids in the cast on stage at the accepting the SAG award, it was like, oh, oh, look, those kids are already older. Yeah, look they're, at that. they're little adults. So. It happens so quickly. Um, the next the next news article we actually talked about, but uh, the Good Place has been renewed for season two by NBC. Uh, apparently, earlier than anything else, which is great. It's a good show. Good that it's getting renewed. The the next article kind of bothered me. I appreciate you bringing it up to my attention, Karen. But I think Chris will understand my 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 this why this is upsetting me. Um, apparently, Marvel's cloak and dagger characters are getting a live action show. I am a comic book person. I like certain characters. Cloak and dagger is not that I don't like them. 
It's that there's absolutely, I, there are better characters. Like, for instance, Moon Knight. Perhaps. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah, but would you really want a Moon Knight show on Freeform? All right, I'm not saying on Freeform. <laughs> but. Because they're going to pick, if they're going to pick a Marvel set of characters to throw on Freeform, to put kind of like a young adult spin on something like that, that's one of their off-the-beaten-path characters, I would have picked Miss Marvel. But in lieu of them, I think Cloak and Dagger is an interesting choice. Where did we hear... Now... Did we talk about Runaways becoming a show here? Yeah, I think so. And any any recollection of where that was going? None? Nope. Okay. Gone. All right. But continue. What were you saying, Chris? I'm sorry. I I actually don't even remember. Okay. (laughs) Good talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. I understand. Maybe it wasn't the most expensive licensing to get. Maybe. I don't know. I guess I'm just biased. I want to see Moon Knight and Netflix. Yeah, I, I do too. But, I mean, I would oh, rather see it, so well. it thrown into the Netflix universe than something else. Um, you know, I don't want to see it on ABC. I don't want to see it on Freeform. I don't want to see it on Nicktoons. <laughs> I want to see it on... I want to see it on Netflix mm. or a movie. I was talking to someone, a writer, a comic book writer, and this person and I were having a conversation about if if Moon Knight ever became a television series or even a movie. I think it would be better as a television series. Um, that they, sh- due to the fact he is uh, he has split personality or multiple personality disorder, that they should have separate actors play the personalities. All re- that would be cool. Relatively resembling. I would think that would be awesome. I would be really interested to see how this is going to work with uh, how Legion's going to turn out. Like, speaking of multiple yes. personalities and a character and a TV show from a comic book. Yeah, words. that's that. I, I will I will check that out because it's not being foxed. So mm-hmm. it's being FX'd, which is slightly different. Um, Now, this next article, I'm sure, is near and dear to your heart, Chris. Um. <laughs> All right, uh, Paul Feig, is that how you say his name? Feig? 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 Yep, Feig. Feig. Uh, he got the rights back for Other Space. Sure did. Okay, which is great. But he, does, he can't. <laughs> Unfortunately, he's not finding it very easy to do anything with those rights. <laughs> uh, because Yahoo Screens did so poorly, nobody has seen this show, apparently except for the three of us. <laughs> Like, there's not even any critical acclaim out there. <laughs> there's Like, peop, actually, people just... have, like, this is a very good show. Like, they, there's actually a couple of things said in here at how good it was by famous or, or like, industry people. It it, 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 it it was on Yahoo freaking screens. <laughs> God damn it. Um... Which, I mean, he, I believe he says in the article, he, it, huge props to them. They were always very supportive, and they're the ones who friggin' Spent the money, bought it yeah. in the first place, you know? Mm-hmm. And the show wasn't the cheapest thing in the world to make. They were on a, you know, a bunch of characters on a spaceship, and there's some makeup and CG effects and a cute little robot. But, I mean, you got to give them credit for at least doing that. But yeah, <laughs> you also got to wonder what the wisdom of Yahoo Screen was when they had Other Space and Community, and that's it. it. I don't know. 
but also that they had other space and community, which both were potential big properties, and they failed. Yeah, like they couldn't get people to watch it. Like nobody even knew about this show. Nobody knows about this show. I learned about this show from like a, a link from a Mystery Science Theater fan page or something like that because it has some of that MST3K DNA because of Joel and Trace, mm-hmm. which is why I decided to watch it. And I'm so glad I did. Mm-hmm. Um, good Lord, I would love to see more of this show. I thought it was beyond a lost cause, but the fact that he actually wants to do more and the cast seems to be up for it, I'm... I'm thrilled. I would love to see this land somewhere where it could get a bigger audience. So what what they're saying in this article basically is that they need for more people to have seen this show in order to create demand. So what we're we'll put a link in our show notes, listeners. Uh, go forth and watch this show, then tell your friends how awesome it is. Uh, they have a hashtag. I think it's share other space, mm-hmm. and they want you to share the Tumblr link where all the episodes are posted. Just so, and they're doing that in place of starting up a Kickstarter and trying to raise fan money to to get the show started. That I think Paul Feig's saying that if they can get enough interest, like generate buzz on the internet for the show, mm. that they won't have to raise money. They'll be able to find, they'll be able to demonstrate to a network, a streaming service, whoever, that there's demand for the show, and then it could get picked up. Mm-hmm. I like it. I, I mean, the, it's kind of a hard sell. The show is weird. It mm-hmm. is every stage of weird, but it's <laughs> it's funny. It's funny. It's good. It's solid. It keeps getting weirder, but it, it's interesting. And uh, I would. It's such a good framework. I would love to see where it goes. I like the fact that in this article they they reference the keep circulating the tapes aspect of mystery science theater 3000 like this is sort of a newer version of that that's why they're doing it yeah i and mystery science theater is near and dear to a lot of people i hope Mm -hmm. that this this show grows legs and and becomes a thing because it is actually very funny and should be on a network somewhere or a a streaming service I would think that those people who like Mystery Science Theater would also like this show, and I think there's enough of those people, as demonstrated by the Mystery Science Theater Kickstarter, Mm -hmm. to, you know, watch this show, generate interest, and make this show, too. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, the thing with Mystery Science Theater, like the new one that's coming back, Joel and Trace, they aren't regulars on the new show they're behind the scenes they're really letting the new cast Mm -hmm. take things over which i think is a great idea but i love any opportunity to listen to joel and trace talk to one another so (laughs) (laughs) well here let's cross our fingers we'll do what we can just keep passing the word along people um keep circulating the tapes keep circulating the tapes karen i'm gonna i'm gonna skip the next one so that we do the next one and the last one together um sure out of curiosity why uh, you you put up an article about Tangled. Is is this something yeah. you're interested in? Oh my gosh. You never saw Tangled? I it's think, adorable. I think I may have. I feel like... Was that the one with Chuck? Chuck was in that, wasn't he? Yes. Okay. Exactly. So Tangled is getting a Disney Channel series, but it's in between the two movies, right? Is that what this says? Uh think so tangled after or tangled ever after um tangled before ever after so yeah it's in between the two movies um apparently the voice cast is coming back too which is good 
for television. Like, yes. Like they usually when they take yeah. it from the movie and bring it over to the the small screen, it's someone that sort of sounds like them, but not exactly. It's it's having Zachary and um, damn it, I'm uh, Mandy, Mandy, Mandy Moore. Moore. That's that's cool. That gives the show some sort of uh, you know props. Legitimacy. Legitimacy. Yeah. So yeah. Also in the voice cast. Ooh. Clancy motherfucking brown. <laughs> Clancy motherfucking brown. <laughs> so yeah, Disney uh, Channel is yeah. so more more uh, Rapunzel. Um, there needs to be more children's programming that is watchable for adults. And I found the movie, the original movie of Tangled, to be. I, I went to see it like by myself in the theater. There were no kids at that time. Like it was just, I thought it was gonna be cute, and I went and I watched it, and it made me happy. And it's a great thing. And so I'm, I'm happy to see this show, and I will show it to my kids. There you go. New Danger Mouse, fantastic show to watch with your kids. Blippy, I want to kill myself. <laughs> All right. Yes. Let's wrap this show up. With more some, tangled, less blippy. More ta- hashtag more tangled, less blippy. Um, let's wrap the show up with so, some Doctor Who news. Um, we'll start with the bad. Apparently, uh, Peter Capaldi will no longer be the Doctor after this this year's Christmas special. Is that is that yes. how I read this? So, 2017 Christmas special is his last show. Yep. Karen, are you okay? I am. Chris, are you okay? Because I know you were... I'm, I think I'm a bit more sad about this than Karen is. Okay. I mean, I would love to see where it goes from here, but I... We we talked about Moffat's incessant Moffating okay. uh, on the Sherlock episode, and I would love to see what Capaldi, Capaldi could bring to the Doctor without Moffat's incessant Moffating. Gotcha. <laughs> and now we're not going to get to see that. We're not going to get a Moffat-free, amazing Capaldi performance because I think he's an extraordinary, extraordinary doctor. And I feel like he just got here, right? I mean, how many seasons has he had? This will be his fourth. If he stayed past this, he'd be the longest-running doctor. Wow. So he's tied for the long... Is there, is there like... Is it the average is four? Is that how it normally Four is, yeah. Tenant was also four, four and a half, uh, depending on how you count the specials. Gotcha. I mean, we're not talking original series, right? We're just talking about... Oh, no, 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 no. No, then you got Tom Baker who kicks everybody's ass. Gotcha. So... I want a new Tom Baker. I want somebody to stick around for a good long while and go through different showrunners so that... Bah. (laughs) And I can see the logic to that argument, and I I agree. That would be interesting to see. But I'm also okay with, you know, moving on to the next person. So, speaking of moving on to the next person. Now, Chris, that is what you call a segue. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You got a problem with my segues, Evan? (laughs) Apparently, someone was asked if she... Wanted to be on Doctor Who. And she said no. Because she wants to be the Doctor. Now, I feel that all three of us would agree that this is probably one of the goodest ideas ever. Miss Haley Atwell has said that she would like to be the Doctor. 
And in this article, um, I think it was point number three. I will take. Uh, <laughs> having announced that she wants to be the doctor, I will hunt down and destroy all those who stand in the way of this brilliant self casting. I will take no joy in it, but I will do it because this is too, just too perfect not to happen. It absolutely, mm. absolutely makes sense. Mm. Really? I still think the idea of shoehorning a woman into the role of the doctor is silly, but if it's got to happen... Why Why would it be shoehorning? Universe... Yeah, I don't see this as shoehorning a woman into the role. I see this as excellent casting. Like, it, if Haley Atwell were a man, like, not that she is or ever would be, but, like, she's just the right... She's just a good person for to have the role. It doesn't matter if she's a woman or not. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I... I I feel like there's so much, there has been so much just forcefulness, like the doctor needs to be a woman, it's so sexist that it's always a man, like there's been so much of that just angry, the doctor needs to be a woman shoved down my throat that now the idea of it just sounds like, well, we've got to do it now because that's what everyone wants. And I get, look, if if it's got to be somebody... Haley Atwell, if you take away all the stigma, yeah, Haley Atwell's great casting, but I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not in love with the idea of mm. the Doctor switching genders. It just seems weird to me, but maybe maybe I'm just a sexist caveman and, you know, hmm. I belong in the 50s. Interesting. But either way, I just I just don't <laughs> think it's a great idea. I don't, I don't see what it necessarily uh, – it, it, it rubs me the wrong way. I don't think it needs to be a woman. We've already established via the casting of Missy that Time Lords can be gender fluid. But I also am not opposed to changing the Doctor's gender. Um, And I think if it was done in this way, that it is not like bowing to pressure to cast a woman. I think it's just this is genuinely the right person for the role. This is all complete and pure speculation because nobody associated with Doctor Who has been like, hey, you know who we should get is Haley Atwell. We are associated with Doctor Who because we watch it, okay? (laughs) That is actually true. We are associated with Doctor Who because we watch it. Also, as, as soon as you threw this up in the feed, I'll repeat what I said, which is this would be the only... Uh, justification I would accept for the untimely cancellation of Agent Carter is, you know, that it would mean that two years later she's free and available to become the Doctor. So if she gets cast as the Doctor, you are retroactively okay with Agent Carter getting canceled? Yes. Okay. All right. But if she doesn't, I'm still going to be mad about it, like for the rest of my life. Word. Just like we all are about Firefly. Very true. Very true. All right, that's all I got. You guys okay? You feeling good? I feel like I feel like we ended on a sour note there with Chris's. You know, I feel a little warm actually. <laughs> it's a little toasty in here. Really? Why? Computer generates computer generates a lot of heat. Oh. And Karen's sitting next to the window, like our drafty window <laughs> under a blanket, and I'm sitting in front of our sweltering computer that's just struggling with every fiber of its being to stay on and it's just exuding so much heat like I could roast marshmallows over here (laughs) yeah roast marshmallows not toasting them I'm roasting them alright Chris then let's wrap this up then what do you got for us 
Well, I've got the fact that you can get in touch with us at mail at geekade.com, as well as all flavors of social media that we inhabit. You can like us on Facebook with both the Geekade page and the This Week's Episode page. Find us on Instagram at Geekade. Subscribe to our YouTube and Twitch channels for all our latest and greatest video content. And follow us on Twitter at the underscore Geekade. Or follow this show specifically at Twepcast. You can find us individually on Twitter, too. I'm at Geekade Chris. That's Geekade K-R-I-S. Evan is at Geekade underscore Evan. And Karen is at shoot underscore the underscore moon. If you're interested in more information about anything we discussed here tonight, be sure to check out our show notes. And while you're at it, you can also subscribe to this and any of our other wonderful podcasts on iTunes or Stitcher, where if you're super nice, you can leave us a review because any and all feedback is welcome and appreciated. Again, always remember to keep your eyes on geekade.com where we post something new every single day. Back to you, Evan. Very good, sir. Thank you so much. Um, it is my turn to pick next week's show. And um, I want you to know I thought better, seeing as I told the story about um, me watching a, a, a The Good Place on Hulu and then it forcing me to watch Saved by the Bell, uh, Marriage in Vegas. I was going to make us watch that, but I said no, because I want to keep you both as friends. Um, I'm going go, <laughs> to go to a classic. Scrubs season three. Are you wait a minute? Are you saying that the Saved by the Bell <laughs> wedding in Vegas is not a classic? Well, the problem is, as a whole, the five episodes are not classic, but some of the individual episodes, and I just couldn't choose which one. Um, <laughs> we're gonna watch Scrubs season three, episode fourteen. Now I went back and did my research. The only episodes of Scrubs that I could see that we actually spoke about was a Halloween episode. Mm-hmm. Okay, which you did, Chris. This is my screw-up. So, season three, episode 14, Scrubs. Okay? Okay. So, okay. Thank- I have that DVD in my bedroom right now. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, everyone, thank you so much for listening. Chris, Karen, thank you for joining me. And from all of us here at this week's episode, I'm Evan. I'm Karen. Go watch other space. Good night. And this concludes our broadcast day.